Section forty three of the Plain Speaker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson. The Plain Speaker Opinions on Books, Men, and Things by William Hazlitt. Section forty three on respectable people there is not any term that is oftener misapplied or that is a stronger instance of the abuse of language than this same word respectable by a respectable man is generally meant a person whom there is no reason for respecting or none that we choose to name for if there is any good reason for the opinion we wish to express we naturally assign it as the ground of his respectability if the person whom you are desirous to characterize favorably is distinguished for his good nature you say that he is a good-natured man if by his zeal to serve his friends you call him a friendly man if by his wit or sense you say that he is witty or sensible if by his honesty or learning you say so at once but if he is none of these and there is no one quality which you can bring forward to justify the high opinion you would be thought to entertain of him you then take the question for granted and jump at a conclusion by observing gravely that he is a very respectable man it is clear indeed that where we have any striking and generally admitted reasons for respecting a man the most obvious way to ensure the respect of others will be to mention his estimable qualities where these are wanting the wisest course must be to say nothing about them but to insist on the general inference which we have our particular reasons for drawing only vouching for its authenticity if for instance the only motive we have for thinking or speaking well of another is that he gives us good dinners as this is not a valid reason to those who do not like us partake of his hospitality we may without going into particulars content ourselves with assuring them that he is a most respectable man if he is a slave to those above him and an oppressor of those below him but sometimes makes us the channels of his bounty or the tools of caprice it will be as well to say nothing of the matter but to confine ourselves to the safer generality that he is a person of the highest respectability if he is a low dirty fellow who has amassed an immense fortune which he does not know what to do with the possession of it alone will guarantee his respectability if we say nothing of the manner in which he has come by it or in which he spends it a man may be a knave or a fool or both as it may happen and yet be a most respectable man in the common and authorized sense of the term provided he saves appearances 
and does not give common fame a handle for no longer keeping up the imposture the best title to the character of respectability lies in the convenience of those who echo the cheat and in the conventional hypocrisy of the world any one may lay claim to it who is willing to give himself airs of importance and can find means to divert others from inquiring too strictly into his pretensions it is a disposable commodity not a part of the man that sticks to him like his skin but an appurtenance like his goods and chattels it is meat drink and clothing to those who take the benefit of it by allowing others the credit it is the current coin the circulating medium in which the factitious intercourse of the world is carried on the bribe which interest pays to vanity respectability includes all that vague and undefinable mass of respect floating in the world which arises from sinister motives in the person who pays it and is offered to adventitious and doubtful qualities in the person who receives it it is spurious and nominal hollow and venal to suppose that it is to be taken literally or applied to sterling merit would betray the greatest ignorance of the customary use of speech when we hear the word coupled with the name of any individual it would argue a degree of romantic simplicity to imagine that it implies any one quality of head or heart any one excellence of body or mind any one good action or praiseworthy sentiment but as soon as it is mentioned it conjures up the ideas of a handsome house with large acres round it a sumptuous table a cellar well stocked with excellent wines splendid furniture a fashionable equipage with a long list of elegant contingencies it is not what a man is but what he has that we speak of in the significant use of this term he may be the poorest creature in the world himself but if he is well-to-do and can spare some of his superfluities if he can lend us his purse or his countenance upon occasion he then buys golden opinions of us it is but fit that we should speak well of the bridge that carries us over and in return for what we can get from him we embody our servile gratitude hopes and fears in this word respectability by it we pamper his pride and feed our own necessities it must needs be a very honest uncorrupted word that is the go-between in this disinterested kind of traffic we do not think of applying this word to a great poet or a great painter to the man of genius or the man of virtue for it is seldom we can sponge upon them it would be a solecism for any one to pretend to the character who has a shabby coat to his back who goes without a dinner or has not a good house over his head 
he who has reduced himself in the world by devoting himself to a particular study or adhering to a particular cause occasions only a smile of pity or a shrug of contempt at the mention of his name while he who has raised himself in it by a different course who has become rich for want of ideas and powerful from want of principle is looked up to with silent homage and passes for a respectable man the learned pate ducks to the golden fool we spurn at virtue and genius in rags and lick the dust in the presence of vice and folly in purple when otway was left to starve after having produced venice preserved there was nothing in the frenzied action with which he devoured the food that choked him to provoke the respect of the mob who would have hooted at him the more for knowing that he was a poet spencer kept waiting for the hundred pounds which burleigh grudged him for a song might feel the mortification of his situation but the statesman never felt any diminution of his sovereign's regard in consequence of it charles the second's neglect of his favourite poet butler did not make him look less gracious in the eyes of his courtiers or of the wits and critics of the time burns's embarrassments and the temptations to which he was exposed by his situation degraded him but left no stigma on his patrons who still meet to celebrate his memory and consult about his monument in the face of day to enrich the mind of a country by works of art or science and leave yourself poor is not the way for any one to rank as respectable at least in his lifetime to oppress to enslave to cheat and plunder it is a much better way the time gives evidence of it but the instances are common respectability means a man's situation and success in life not his character or conduct the city merchant never loses his respectability till he becomes a bankrupt after that we hear no more of it or him the justice of the peace and the parson of the parish the lord and the squire are allowed by immemorial usage to be very respectable people though no one ever thinks of asking why they are a sort of fixtures in this way to take an example from one of them the country parson may pass his whole time when he is not employed in the cure of souls in nattering his rich neighbours and leaguing with them to snub his poor ones in seizing poachers and encouraging informers he may be exorbitant in exacting his tithes harsh to his servants the dread and byword of the village where he resides and yet all this though it may be notorious shall abate nothing of his respectability 
it will not hinder his patron from giving him another living to play the petty tyrant in or prevent him from riding over to the squire's in his carriage and being well received or from sitting on the bench of justices with due decorum and with clerical dignity the poor curate in the meantime who may be a real comfort to the bodies and minds of his parishioners will be passed by without notice parson adams drinking ale in sir thomas booby's kitchen makes no very respectable figure but sir thomas himself was right worshipful and his widow a person of honour a few such historiographers as fielding would put an end to the farce of respectability with several others like it peter pounce in the same author was a consummation of this character translated into the most vulgar english the character of captain bliffill his epitaph and funeral sermon are worth tomes of casuistry and patched-up theories of moral sentiments pope somewhere exclaims in his fine indignant way what can ennoble sots or knaves or cowards alas not all the blood of all the howards but this is the heraldry of poets not of the world in fact the only way for a poet nowadays to emerge from the obscurity of poverty and genius is to prostitute his pen turn literary pimp to some borough-mongering lord canvass for him at elections and by this means aspire to the same importance and be admitted on the same respectable footing with him as his valet his steward or his practising attorney a jew a stock-jobber a war-contractor a successful monopolist a nabob an india director or an african slave-dealer are all very respectable people in their turn a member of parliament is not only respectable but honourable all honourable men yet this circumstance which implies such a world of respect really means nothing to say of any one that he is a member of parliament is to say at the same time that he is not at all distinguished as such nobody ever thought of telling you that mr fox or mr pitt were members of parliament such is the constant difference between names and things the most mischievous and offensive use of this word has been in politics by respectable people in the fashionable cant of the day are meant those who have not a particle of regard for any one but themselves who have feathered their own nests and only want to lie snug and warm in them they have been set up and appealed to as the only friends of their country and the constitution while in truth they were friends to nothing but their own interest with them all is well if they are well off 
they are raised by their lucky stars above the reach of the distresses of the community and are cut off by their situation and sentiments from any sympathy with their kind they would see their country ruined before they would part with the least of their superfluities pampered in luxury and their own selfish comforts they are proof against the calls of patriotism and the cries of humanity they would not get a scratch with a pin to save the universe they are more affected by the overturning of a plate of turtle soup than by the starving of a whole county the most desperate characters picked from the most necessitous and depraved classes are not worse judges of politics than your true staunch thorough-paced lives and fortunes men who have what is called a stake in the country and see everything through the medium of their cowardly and unprincipled hopes and fears london is perhaps the only place in which the standard of respectability at all varies from the standard of money there things go as much by appearance as by weight and he may be said to be a respectable man who cuts a certain figure in company by being dressed in the fashion and venting a number of commonplace things with tolerable grace and fluency if a person there brings a certain share of information and good manners into mixed society it is not asked when he leaves it whether he is rich or not lords and fiddlers authors and common council men editors of newspapers and parliamentary speakers meet together and the difference is not so much marked as one would suppose to be an edinburgh reviewer is i suspect the highest rank in modern literary society end of section 43 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey